0: Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at RealNerds on Instagram. You can also call us 720 6Nerds5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Camera action! Well, a real nerd
1: knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd is but. Fa- film! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Take it outside. real nerd knows who shot a real nerd can follow the and a real nerd all the guts.
0: come and real nerd. This is Real Nerds Podcast. We are the best podcast about movies on the Internet. It's an official poll that has not been released yet, but I read somewhere that we're the best.
2: You don't have to read about it. You can just know in your heart that it's the <laughs> yeah, best. Just,
0: just look into your heart and you'll know that we're awesome. As I'll Indiana Ryan...
2: Jones uh, has said in a recent trailer, it's not so much what you believe, it's how hard you believe it. Exactly. Which is not a statement I'd expect from a scientist,
0: but great. <laughs> but, I mean, he's seen so much stuff, though, that he has to believe in the mystical a little bit, you know? Well, he just said, well, it's, I mean, I guess he really didn't see what happened at the end of Raiders because he didn't look at it, but right. I think he sensed something <laughs> mystical was happening.
2: He saw some Nazis, then some, heard some screaming, and then they were just completely gone. So yeah, I mean, he, he, he did see know. a guy
0: get his heart ripped out about three years before that. So,
2: oh, that's true. And he you did know, watch his later. dad come back to life.
0: True by drinking out of. The you know a the Holy cup. Grail, yeah, because he knew that you know Jesus wouldn't have a really fancy cup; it would be one of a simple man. And that foolish Nazi, he drank the wrong one. I think. It, I think what those movies are telling us is don't be a Nazi. And at the end of the day, that's really what we need to focus on. It's the best message you can get from that, I think. Yes. Don't be a Nazi or, you know, like Ant-Man, don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So every week we see a new movie. This week we saw Cocaine Bear. Stay tuned. We'll say if we recommend the film or not, play the trailer and then spoil the film. Um, I'm joined by my buddy Brad, who, you know, we're the OG real nerds. Um, as you notice, it's a little uh, better this week because we don't have other people dragging us down.
2: Um. <laughs> uh, Zach did call in his cocaine bear review, so you will hear that at the end of the
0: episode. Yeah. And uh, Corinne sent in something, too, I think, if I remember reading our emails correctly. Uh, did oh. she? I missed that. I think so. Um, so, yeah. H- how's your week going, Brad?
2: Busy. Um just working hard and, um,
0: son of a B. I mean, are you going to brag that you were able to get the limited edition Zelda or?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll talk about that. I beat a computer for it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Brad one, Skynet zero.
2: Yeah. So starting day one bots flooded Best Buy and you couldn't Best Buy and Target. So you couldn't pre-order the collector's edition Zelda box. Um, so, I signed up for this app called Hotstock, and it sends me notifications of when Best Buy and Target put it back in stock but because bots so are in so a way
0: f- you're using a computer to beat a computer
2: yes nice um but their computer is so fast they can uh finish the transaction in like less than a hundredth of a second whereas i have to click and load and click and load to get through yet mm. somehow yesterday well while i was driving in traffic <laughs> on the highway i got the notification and i had already from a failed attempt had it loaded in my cart
0: still oh that worked
2: yeah and uh after that i um had the uh, uh pickup place loaded so after two failed attempts, I had those two windows saved. So once I finally got this one while I was driving, I was able to hit like, you know, check out, check out, check out. And I got through.
0: Nice. <laughs> Just beat them at their own game. Love yeah.
2: it. I mean, it was still pretty slow, but somehow I, I, I did it. So nice. Good job. Yeah. How, how, how are you coming on it?
0: Uh, yeah, I haven't found it yet. Um, but I'll get it. Oh yes, I will get it. Did you get that app? Uh, no, I keep on forgetting. I'll download it when we're done.
2: Yeah. I set it to Best Buy and Target and like, I swear eight or 10 times today, I got that notification. So, oh, um, sweet. Best Buy is since limited, like there's a notification that says high demand product. Um, mm-hmm. so they're only letting people in their account buy it one, you know, one per account. So yeah. I, I can't buy another one for you.
0: That's okay. I mean, you already gave me an idea to get it. So that's something.
2: Yeah. And I've given all of our fans the idea on how to get it. Yeah.
0: So. Should do it. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: I think, you know, it'll probably be in stores launch day anyway, but you think,
0: I don't know. Stuff like that always makes me nervous. Um, you know, cause I, uh, usually only get collector stuff or, Mortal Kombat or stuff like that. And the Mortal Kombat stuff sells out almost immediately. So
2: I'm trying to think back to twenty seventeen when Breath of the Wild came out and they had that collector's edition. Um I think I can't remember if they had more on hand or just the ones that were there to pick it up. So Yeah, I think they would probably have at least two or three, but I don't think they're gonna be flooded, you know, with enough for walk ups, so this might be your best bet to get it
0: and breath of the wild is six
2: years old i know jeez where is the time going dude it's just
0: a race to the finish know, I'm line bummed the that finish line I, is death i'm bummed because you know i love mario and there hasn't been a new mario game really since odyssey and that's five years old
2: yeah they haven't done an odyssey 2 have they
0: no huh so yeah it's weird well,
2: probably after uh the Mario Brothers movie makes uh two billion to the box office this totally. uh, upcoming weekend, they'll probably put out a game.
0: I hope. See My Brothers the movie the game. It writes itself. Based on the movie. <laughs> Anywho. Brad, we saw Cocaine Bear this week. Do you recommend Cocaine Bear?
2: Uh I guess, yeah. It. Wasn't as crazy zany of a movie as I hoped it would have been. It has, I I think it succeeds better as a slasher film. Um, a lot of the kills are pretty creative. Um, and stuff I would want out of traditional slasher movies. Uh, but I never really got into the characters and a lot of their conversations. I just didn't pay attention to. Um, there's some funny gags, but overall I, I actually thought I could have been zanier. Uh, given the concept so yeah it's 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 fun but um it, it's it's kind of fun like i thought violent night was fun like it was missing something and could have gone a little further uh but it's still a fine watch if that makes sense
0: yeah i i uh yeah i had a lot of fun with the movie um i thought some of the banter between the characters was really funny uh <laughs> Especially the the one punk kid that was going around with the two drug dealers. Um, I thought it was really great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's way gorier than I thought it was going to be. Um, and yeah, it's like a fun movie. Um, yeah, I, I think Violent Night is a good comparison is where it's better than I thought it was going to be. And I had fun with it. And it's not a bad film to watch in the end of February. Here's a trailer for Cocaine Bear. We should go.
1: Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more of this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place.
3: Hey, Henry. Check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe?
1: A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it.
0: No, 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 don't eat that, don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on oh. The bear, it fucking did cocaine.
2: A bear did
0: cocaine. There was a bear. A bear? It was far. Hey, that's inappropriate.
3: You're safe, bears can't climb trees.
1: Of course I can! <gasps>
3: huh? Fire, baby. Oh shit! Fire, baby. it? kind of seems like the thing that stays with the man forever. Fire, Apex Predator.
0: Fire,
1: High on cocaine. Ah! out of his mind. Oh, Oh, man, you fucked. What the fuck
0: is wrong with that bear?
1: Shoot it! Bear speed up! And don't ever come down!
0: We have such good luck in nature. Ah! It's interesting. Um, you know, the guy who plays a paramedic who does the IKEA thing where he goes, you know, um he he'll basically he's talking about how stupid customers are. And um he says, you know, hey, I, I know this uh sell ended last week, but can I still use this coupon? And then he goes, Do you just hear yourself? No, you can't use this coupon. Um so he's in it but he released this really funny thing just like that online where he said you don't have to see, you know, 30 other movies to know what's going on. Do you know what cocaine is? Do you know what a bear is? That's all you fucking need to see this movie. And he's right. <laughs> like it's literally about this drug cartel that is dumping cocaine in a national park to pick up later and the bear gets into it and instead of dying it kind of makes it crazy and it starts hunting people down like the shark and jaws and starts killing people and uh we meet a couple of kids who ditch school and are on their way to the park and they both do the cocaine <laughs> which i was like oh shit <laughs> they're, they're actually doing it um and uh who's the dude who was in han solo i always forget his name
2: uh eric aldenreich
0: yeah, he plays uh, Ray Liotta's son, who I guess is going through a tough time because his wife died, and uh, O'Shea Jackson plays his, uh, I guess they're like really good friends, and so it's basically he recruits them to go find this cocaine in this national park. Okay.
2: And and his son but, has gotten out of the cocaine game, so he's being forced yeah. back into it.
0: Yeah, and they go to this park where you meet the park ranger and her friend, I don't even, what was the other guy's job? (laughs) Who gets his leg eaten?
2: Oh, gosh, I think he was um, some preservationist or something.
0: Yeah, like he he knew about the animals or something. Yeah. and uh, (laughs) Then there's these guys that steal things from park guests and I forget their name. She has a name for them. Um,
2: Yeah, I forget too.
0: But yeah, they're just like 80 punk rock kind of guys who steal from people. And when they try to steal from the drug dealers, they get their asses kicked. And one of them is woken up to take them where he found a bag of cocaine that's on a gazebo. In the meantime, they're being chased by a cop who is out of his jurisdiction. I don't know what he's doing there. Like, I don't think you can do that, (laughs) (laughs) especially in another state and um yeah and then the cocaine bear kills people
2: you think it, and that's it the story of cocaine, cocaine
0: bear <laughs> do
2: you think because it was cocaine related like maybe that's why he got to travel out of state for it like it was well,
0: i mean that then it'd be a federal case you'd have to be a federal like law enforcement officer yeah so i don't know i don't know maybe in the 80s they could do what they wanted um
2: <laughs> yeah I like i like given this is a based on historical like, this actually happened. Um, when the movie went sort of 80s mode, I was, uh, pleasantly surprised, even though I shouldn't have been because, like, it was set in that time. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed the production designs and some of the music for it.
0: Yeah. I was like, I had a lot of fun with it. And I, I kept on thinking, man, the Pringles cans were weird back then. <laughs> like, <laughs> the kids were eating out of it. And, um, there was like a lot of cause, um, Lord and Miller were some of the producers on this and it has a lot of kind of weird humor that doesn't really fit what's going on. Um, I can't remember specific things, but in a lot of their exchanges, you know, especially when, um, the, the punk kid and the drug dealer are kind of has sharing a moment. Um, and he's like you get me it's just it's pretty funny um yeah i don't know it's about a bear that kills people yeah <laughs> I like, I, say.
2: like i said i think it functions better as just a straight slasher film because a lot of the kills like when the ambulance crashes at it <laughs> Margo martindale gets like flunk out the back and then like dr- her face drags uh, in the ground yeah like yeah, it's our, one of the our audience kills. crazy
0: when that was going on yeah
2: And then, yeah, the driver gets ejected from the windshield and, um, yeah, that forest guy falls out of the tree. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: remember too, when that one paramedic got like his arm bent backwards and snapped off, people were going apeshit in my screening. Yeah. It's definitely a movie I think that is going to be playing at midnight going forward. Yeah. Um. It definitely has that, you're right, slasher movie over the top vibe to it.
2: I guess I put it somewhere like it, within like Zombievers and, uh, yeah. Uh gosh. What, like other stuff that could be, yeah, cult midnight stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I, I think, uh, what's really cool is Elizabeth Banks directed it and she's turning into quite the director. Mm hmm. Um, I mean, she, I, I think the, the move film moves really well. I don't think there's any pacing issues with it. The comedy lands Um, and she's pretty good at building suspense. So hats off to her. That's kind of a cool um secondary career that she has because she's already, you know, super famous for being an actress and now she's kind of stepping behind the camera and doing a freaking killer job. Yeah. Cause even someone like Bryce Dallas Howard too, you know, she's doing Mandalorian and, and she's already a famous actress. So that's kind of cool that they're stepping behind the camera, get some new storytellers out there.
2: Yeah. Get some female representation in in that position. That's been traditionally dominated by men.
0: Oh yeah. So it's it's just uh, really cool.
2: Yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. It's pretty yeah. straightforward. Yeah, I know it's hard. I mean,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, I was surprised too when the little bear cubs were doing cocaine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
2: uh, yeah, and they eviscerate uh, Ray Liotta.
0: I know, and they eat his intestines and pull him out. Like I said, it's a little more gory than I was. Ex- I mean, I knew there was violence in it, but I think They, they, they-, they kind of went for broke.
2: I was hoping they, like, drag the intestines out like, swing on him or something, you know?
0: Yeah, like, or, like, they run together, like, each has an end.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, a little more amped up than, yeah, just cutting him and letting it spill out type stuff. So, I mean, they're on cocaine. It, it should be a little <laughs> more insane than just eating them. So, I guess that's, too, like, my problem is, like, I never really felt like the bear was on cocaine. It just felt like a bear killing people, you know, like a normal bear would. So, yeah. Like maybe he's a little faster, but or she's a little
0: faster. Yeah, it was fun, though, when they're all at the gazebo and <laughs> that one cop broke open that bag of coke and the bear was standing on its <laughs> hind legs, sniffing it.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and, was the, really... and then
0: the weird Viking guy, you know, that's good.
2: It was really funny. way did his, his uh, finger shot off.
0: Oh, yeah, that
3: was great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little standoff. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it was fun. Like I said, I had a lot of fun watching it. And, yeah, there's not much more you can say about it, except it's literally a bear that does cocaine and kills people. Yep. Because that's about as deep as it gets.
2: <laughs> yeah, none, none of the like, human characters really have like a significant story. Like, uh, Kara Russell is the mom of the two kids. Or the one kid and her friend, yeah, um, and
0: they literally just she just goes and finds them. There's no,
2: yeah, she doesn't have like some backstory of like, you know, where's the dad at and what, but or doesn't have a strained relationship with her with her daughter at all.
0: Yeah, um, I, I did think it was funny though the where Ray Liotta shows up and he's and I, I can't remember the character's name, but he says, "Where's Gabe at? He's like, "He's at home watching TV." It's <laughs> what. Watching TV while he went. (laughs) Funny. (laughs) Yep. Good stuff. Cool. Well, here's the big news story of the week it's real news. Well, I guess I'm going to do a sad one, Brad. Elvis Cinemas in Colorado have closed down.
2: Yeah, that's a big bummer.
0: Cause it was weird cause you posted about it and then it happened the next day.
2: <laughs> well, uh, I made that post because the employees at the, the Arvada one said like, Hey, if you give us good reviews, we might be able to, uh, convince the property owner to let us keep going. And uh, yeah, I guess mm. it, it didn't make a difference because they were probably well into canceling that uh shutting that i guess yeah yeah i mean in
0: motion um so i used to go to the arvada one all the time are the screens still really small or did they totally upgrade everything
2: i i never got a chance like since covid i did not get a chance to it's weird too because i swear like a month ago i probably said it on this show that hey elvis cinemas is is finally open yeah um and yeah maybe immediately closed um but back in 2019, I think I went, and it was still as retro as ever. Hmm. Like if you want if yeah, you want to get the 80s film experience, that was the place to go.
0: I brought it up because I do have one great memory from that movie theater, and to show you how long it's been there and how it's kind of is the end of an era. But I haven't been there in probably 15 years, so I'm part of the problem. Way to go, jackass! Um, <laughs> so. My dad used to live in Arvada and so did my Aunt Terry's. And in the summer when my dad was at work, um, we'd go hang out with my cousin Chad. And a lot of times we'd go to Elvis. Well, it used to be called... It wasn't Elvis, but it was like... the We called it the Dollar Theater. I don't even remember the name of it. But it was where it was like second run films, you know? So it wasn't always new releases, which I was shocked that that did new releases because um as far as i knew it was always movies that were in theaters for six or seven months and then then they came out there anyways i I guess they
2: couldn't do that anymore because like the turnaround time between a theatrical release and a streaming release is so short yeah that makes sense yeah there's yeah
0: so then they're probably paying more for the licensing and then they just couldn't make the money
2: yeah, it just made more sense to do new release. And then I get, again, they don't want to charge $15 like they should be. So they probably, yeah, just couldn't justify given the, the style or venue, like be, charging $15. So yeah, it's probably just a huge hassle.
0: Yeah. So do they still have the blue and pink neons in it?
2: Uh, the Arvada one? Yeah. Like, a, I have footage of it. It felt very much like walking through a spaceship corridor.
0: Nice. Um, yeah, I just remember that. And they used to have an arcade where they're... So when I... I, like, I haven't been there in so long, but I'll finish my story. So <laughs> my Aunt Terry took us there, and we really wanted to see Terminator 2. And, of course, it was rated R. And so my aunt would drop us off early so we could play Street Fighter 2 and, you know, Turtles arcade mish game and all that stuff in the arcade that they had while you wait for your film. So we thought we waited, uh, long enough and we went to go see the movie and the guy stopped us and said, Hey, you have to be, uh, you know, 17 or with a uh, parent to see this movie. And my older brother said, Oh, our aunt's already in there. And he says, uh, we haven't let anybody into the movie yet. (laughs) And, uh, so like, Oh, she's not here yet. So then we stepped away and played games for another 10 minutes. And then we went back and it was somebody new and they let us in. And my older brother sat on all our coats. So it looked like he was a lot taller than he was. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's how I saw Terminator two. Nice. There's also the, uh, movie theater i saw my first friday the 13th which was jason goes to hell <laughs> and um so yeah i have a lot of memories at that movie theater
2: yeah i think the last time i was there was uh i went to the uh littleton one because i tried to watch ford v ferrari at Dever west and they got all butt hurt that i was bringing my camera in even though it wasn't like i was sitting there like recording anything i was just like i don't want to leave my car um so i was like okay screw you guys i'm gonna go somewhere else and i went to the uh lilton
0: elvis one and watched it there instead hmm so definitely and and it's the first time i was like man another part of my childhood because i know you and i used to go to the green mountain theaters and those haven't been around for 20 years but you know that's where i used to go to see movies
2: (laughs) they have definitely been gone for 20 years
0: yeah that's what i mean like yeah, I mean, Union Un- Square 6 in
2: Green Mountain. That was before Denver yep. West uh, came around. That was our go-to. And, um, there's a certain oh, yeah, smell so, to the popcorn there that I miss. Um, yeah. It hasn't ever been you know, elsewhere.
0: Brandon, uh, he used to live in Sixth Avenue Estates. So a lot of times his mom would drop us off at one and then we'd walk across the street to see another movie. Um, nice. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, I think the last movie I, I got to see there was either Rush Hour or The Matrix. But I definitely, uh, know, I I saw, my- I definitely know I saw Star Trek uh, First Contact there, which was awesome.
0: I know. I think Rush Hour was the last one I saw there. Because I remember Brandon and I saw that.
2: God, man.
0: Wouldn't that come out in 98? 98, yeah. So, yeah, that had to have been the last movie I saw there. I mean, the first one I saw was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nice. And... I know my mom took me out of school to see it. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, that was the last one I saw there because I remember seeing it with Brandon and because we like Jackie Chan, you know, I mean, totally. How can you not? When, yeah. I mean, when, cause we used to, you I know you're a lot like us. We used to go to Blockbuster and if Jackie Chan was on the cover, we probably rented it. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so when sum- he had a new movie come out, we always saw it. Oh, no, you know what? What was this other movie? It was like the, I think that was the last one I saw. Maybe that one came out before Rush Hour. Because he did Rumble in the Bronx, and then he was...
3: Ah, Mr. Nice Guy.
0: No. I want to say he had a... Was it the Medallion?
2: uh, I think we saw the Medallion at uh, the Old Town, because we'd get off, like, Game Crazy or whatever.
0: Mm,
2: Maybe you're right. Or the Tuxedo.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely saw the Tuxedo there. I was going to say,
2: sometimes... (laughs) uh, yeah, Jackie Chan movies can't go wrong. Around the World in Eighty Days. <laughs> I don't know. I thought the tuxedo's fun.
0: <laughs> it's yeah, it's fun. Yeah, not great. It's fun. <laughs> so yeah, another it's... end of an era, I guess. Next will be you know Denver West is already closed, so next will be the Mills.
2: <laughs> well, I know Regal's getting rid of the uh, two Regals near me. So,
0: yep, that is true too. Um, go see movies, people is what we're saying.
2: I know it's tough because. Other people really like to ruin the experience for other people, but um what's the point of doing all the cool stuff like graphics and sound and movies if you're just gonna watch it on your phone? Agreed. So you're putting theater concessions kids out of work, you're putting sound designers out of work, you're putting IMAX camera operators out of work if you don't go see it in the friggin' theater. Yeah, think about that. Yeah. Jerks. <laughs> You want to see how they wreck the American economy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we watch things in a segment I call "What We've Been Watching."
1: So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching.
0: Brad, what'd you watch this week? What did I watch this
2: week? Uh, yeah, episode three of the Picard came out today, and uh, damn it, <laughs> it's it's kind of following the trajectory of a. Season two, where it starts out really promising and then just like, um, yeah, do they know they've basically just added James T. Kirk's story to Picard now? Mm. Um, spoilers. You know, the cool thing about Picard was he wasn't Kirk and now he has Kirk's story.
0: Oh shit.
2: Um, yeah, they're, they're, pl- they're playing fast and loose with, uh, Star Trek two over here in this season. And, uh, hmm. too many, too many similarities, but it was cool seeing Worf come back.
0: Oh, um, nice.
1: He's,
2: he's on a side quest with uh, one of the newer characters and hopefully they all dovetail into something important. Um, and the, uh, Honey Bunny from Pulp Fiction is flying a ship called the Shrike that's, uh, threatening Picard and everybody. So that's interesting. Nice. Um, yeah i I watched the first and second mission impossibles i don't know if that's worth talking about
0: yeah as kellen asked if he could watch mission impossible because i guess one of his friends at school did i said hell yeah
2: there's one thing about the first one where um you know the part where uh ethan meets up with max and they're in like the limo ride or whatever yeah and in hd it's clearly like the like a staged like inside of a car like they're not really driving (laughs) and someone's on the outside is really like railing on the whatever mechanism makes the car (laughs) you know bump around yeah go take a look at it it very much feels like it's half like they're just filming inside half of a limo that's really well lit and yeah they're it's just bumping up and down way more than I think uh, a normal street would. Just to emphasize like, "Hey, this is a real car moving."
0: Maybe when I'm we're done here, I'll watch it because now I'm curious. Yeah, or just skip ahead to that scene. Um oh, no, I'll watch the whole movie. The whole movie's great. So yeah.
2: And then too, I've like started and stopped a couple times just because like
0: it's not that interesting. <laughs> but no, I think it's a great movie. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. That's why movies, everybody watches them, because you can feel however you want about them.
2: Um, yeah, what did you watch?
0: Um. So I'll just touch really quickly on Ted Lasso. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, because I've only got to, I think, episode eight of the first season. That's um, pretty far. The, uh, but I love Nate. I think he might be my favorite character.
2: Oh, <laughs> man you know, have your heart broken in season 2 then
0: well well spoilers um, Yeah, you'll figure it out and uh but i i think why the show resonates so well is because it's funny but not over the top funny and there's a lot of heart in the show yeah um i think that's why it works so well
2: um i was uh, equating that with like lower decks last week where it's like the Simpsons, like the early simpsons where it was funny but It eventually ended like towards an emotional core or something
0: yeah you know you know the the big thing that stuck with me in the first eight episodes is you know you don't understand why someone like ted lasso would go and take this assignment and then you realize it's because he's trying to save his marriage Mm -hmm. and that he can't save it (laughs) so it's it's really fascinating um yeah or you know the reveal that he's the one who's making the biscuits for his boss um little things like that I think what makes it work really well yeah um cool I'm glad you like yeah, it yeah uh, yeah no it's good so uh, when I finish the whole two seasons which I'm hoping I'll have time to but um soon uh but the really the only other thing I watched is um Deadly Friend which is a Wes Craven film but the only thing I knew about Deadly Friend is it's that one that they show at the Alamo where Christy Swanson picks up a basketball and throws it at the old lady's head and her head explodes. Um, it's the only thing I knew about the film. <laughs> so Scream Factory had their annual February sale and they put out a collector's edition of it. And so I picked it up because it was only like $13, I think. And um yeah, it's this weird... Of Johnny Five from Short Circuit and Frankenstein. Um, this kid invents this really smart AI system robot who um, only talks in gibberish. So he always says, Baby, this is a busy thing. And um, he ends up getting uh, killed by that old lady from Goonies and throw Mama from the train.
2: <laughs>
0: and his neighbors Christy Swanson and she's being abused by her alcoholic father. And a couple of days after his robot is murdered by that old lady, um, Christy Swanson is thrown down the stairs by her dad and fucking dies. So he goes to the hospital and steals her body and implants that robot's brain into her brain. And so she moves like the robot. And she makes her hands look like claws because the robot has like claw hands. And it's way more violent than I thought it was going to be. Um, that part where she throws the basketball and makes the lady's head explode. Her headless body literally runs around <laughs> the living room spraying blood everywhere. Um, it's it's it is so, like, it's a little bit
2: like Tammy and the T-Rex.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's a great analogy because... It's not a good movie, but it's so outlandish and it has this eighties charm to it that you have fun watching it. If that makes any sense at all. I,
2: I think it does. Yeah.
0: You know, cause it's not great, but you, when you see, you know, throwing a basketball so hard, it makes someone's head explode. Um, the way Christy Swanson acts in it is really funny. Um, unintentionally, I think. Um, and, Yeah, I I I think people should see it just because it's so bizarre, and it's really doesn't really feel like a Wes Craven film. I mean, it's it's shot well, but it it, and you can tell it's low budget because there'd be times when the the dude who invented the robot would be running from people, and then all of a sudden he'd be back in his neighborhood because they I guess they don't have enough money for different locations. Um, but yeah, it's um. You have to see it to believe it. Like, I can't... Do, it's so silly. Um, but the Scream Factory Blu-ray, the they did a new 4K scan of it, so, so it looks really nice. Um, they have interviews with Christy Swanson and the makeup people and uh, a couple others, and it's a really... Like, it's a really well-put-together Blu-ray. And um, if you're looking for a midnight movie, it's definitely one um, I would recommend if you're not going to take it too seriously, because um, it's kind of stupid in a eighties charming way. And that's what I watched this week. Hey, the nerd send something this week. Let's take a listen. Hello,
1: real nerds listeners. This is Zach. Uh, I'm sorry. I could not be here on the episode. I'm trying to come back a little bit more often, uh, but I wanted to take time to talk about cocaine bear. Wonderful film. Excellent. Um, I really, really recommend you all go see it. This is quite a fascinating little spectacle of a film. Uh, I was expecting something in the vein of a Sharknado where there was no attention to detail and there was no attention to actually telling a story and instead, instead exploiting the um, animal uh, uh, attack film or the nature on the loose genre. But I was very delighted <clears throat> to find out that It was a very well-executed and efficiently directed film. Only 97 minutes. It's unheard of today. Everything usually needs to be two and a half hours. Cocaine Bear only needs 97 minutes to make its point. Um, I think Elizabeth Banks skillfully directed the film to the point where there are moments of sheer terror that do find their way through an otherwise mostly humorous proceeding. Uh, I think Carrie Russell handles, handles herself very well, but... I'm so happy to see the return of Alden Ehrenreich to the screen, as well as seeing a little bit more O'Shea Jackson Jr. I think their, their side story about trying to find uh, the stash that has been dropped from the airplane at the beginning is fantastic, and Alden Ehrenreich's like crushed, like widower vibe is, is he, it plays for such wonderful dark comedy. Um, <clears throat> Isaiah Whitlock Jr. is fantastic in this. Uh, you've got <clears throat> a really wonderful uh, moment, especially... Uh, at the uh, uh, At the Rangers station, um, where it 's just executed so brilliantly as not just an action sequence but as a horror sequence and it's just it 's just beautifully timed. it 's excellent i don 't want to spoil anything i 'm sure that Ryan and Brad will get to uh, uh, get to that here on the spoilers. but rest assured, you guys are in for an absolutely wonderful treat um, it 's it's rare that a film like this executes its promise successfully without becoming a, a big joke and i appreciated the gonzo atmosphere it did feel like an 80s movie both in tone and style and in delivery um, so by all means go check out cocaine bear and stay tuned for ryan and brad's review if uh if it comes before if it comes after brad and ryan i'll see you next time thank you Lyrical nerds listeners and i'll see you all soon
3: Hey nerds, Corinne here for another installment of Showtime. Typically I talk about something cool I've been watching lately, but this time I'm just going to talk about a few little bits of different things I've watched over the last couple of months that I haven't gotten to talk about because I have only been on two episodes in the last, like, two months and haven't really sent in any Showtimes lately. Sorry about that, but um, I just want to mention offhand, I went to my first ever opera last night wasn't planning on it. Uh, my friend who's big into opera, she's like a trained opera singer, so she knows all about it. Um, she texted me like last minute, "Hey, I have an extra ticket. do you want to go? And I'm like, sure, I'm always down for like culturing myself and learning about stuff. And I could not tell you the name of the opera in uh, it's, it was a German opera. don't know what the actual title is, but it translates to the Dead City. Which sounds way cooler than it actually was. It's relatively modern opera as far as I understand. Like it was written in I don't know, like early nineteen hundreds maybe. Yeah. Really weird for a guy to just be like, you know, singing a whole bunch of stuff, like really operatic, and then he just puts on a fedora and just walks out of there. <laughs> it's like that, that that's a little a little bizarre. Um yeah, my friend who, like I said, she's really into opera. I told her this was my first ever opera, and she said, wow, this is a really weird one for you to start with. (laughs) You know, usually you want to do something entry-level, like Carmen, or, I don't know, something that's, like, very, you know, basic and, you know, approachable, and this one is, you know, 20th century German opera, (laughs) and they always joke, like, I guess, you know, you know, operas always have, like, sad endings or something, and, This one actually, um, I wouldn't say it was a happy ending, but it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, I don't know if I want to give you the whole synopsis, but the gist of it was that this guy is um, mourning the loss of his wife, and he ends up meeting a woman who looks and sounds just like her, and so he kind of tries to project onto her the, the wife he lost, and maybe starts a romance with her it was whoo it was weird uh yeah i don't know if i'd ever recommend anybody see it but if you're into opera i guess go watch literally anything else (laughs) um the one weird thing about it or another weird thing about it was that the guy who i don't know i guess he was like a producer or something came out at the beginning and introduced it and he's like this might be the only time that you ever get to see this opera live um, cause I guess it's fairly obscure and I don't know. He said it was also his favorite opera and I'm like, I think less of you now. <laughs> like, really? This one's your favorite? <laughs> it's not really, I, I don't know. Like the music was good, but I had no idea it was, well, I mean, <laughs> thankfully they had like little subtitle machines and so thankfully, cause otherwise I would have had no clue what was going on. Um, yeah. Again, don't remember what the actual title was, but it translates to The Dead City, which again, sounds way cooler than it actually was. Um, also, some other things I've been watching lately, Abbott Elementary is still on fire. I still absolutely recommend you guys check it out. It's, yeah, for sure one of the best shows like on broadcast television right now, which doesn't say a lot, but it's, it's legit one of the best TV shows out there anywhere right now, in my opinion. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for Mandalorian season three to premiere and Ted Lasso's coming out later this month. So, so stoked for it. Um, I don't know, March is just gonna wreck me, I think. (laughs) Between, like, all that coming out and then we're gonna have, like, March Madness, we're gonna have Movie Madness soon. Um, I think I've nailed down what we're doing for our theme this year, so don't want to announce it too soon, but, um, just really want to generate some excitement among you guys. Like, please, please be keeping track of the website and be keeping up with Twitter whenever we get closer to Selection Sunday because I am really excited for how uh, the bracket's going to turn out this year. So, yeah, uh, other things. I did, uh, I forgot to mention when I was on the last episode for Quantum Mania that I saw weird after. Like the couple of weeks after we did Film Explosion, I just kinda went through everybody's list and I was like, what are some of the movies I haven't seen yet that I'm willing to see? You know, obviously there's some of the horror entries I'm definitely not gonna watch, but I did get to see weird and it was a lot of fun. Um yeah, it was it was weird. Uh <laughs> yeah. It was very interesting and, and quirky definitely made me want to go listen to some weird Alice songs which of course I did. So I thought like this movie was almost kind of like a Yankovic what do they call it the Yankovic bump or something. It's been a few weeks now since I've seen it, but yeah, I'm like this was almost like a Yankovic bump for himself because like again, just watching the movie made me just want to go listen to all of his songs. So yeah. <laughs> um I did mention I saw Puss and Boots, The Last Wish. Really good. I actually really want to see it again. I'm tempted to go see it tonight, but I think I might defer to later in the week. Um, and I, I, like I said, I saw Banshees of Minasherin. It was all right. Uh, I, I mean, again, yeah, really well made. I just don't know if I'd ever want to watch it again. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really stoked for March. Uh, <laughs> by the time, like... No doubt you guys will hear from me next time about all sorts of Mandalorian stuff. And then a couple weeks I'll be talking about Mandalorian and Ted Lasso. So, yeah. I will try not to spoil too much. But, um, I mean, come on. You guys, hopefully you're watching all these. You don't have to listen to me. Anyway. uh, But, yeah. Just wanted to check in with you guys and share some of the things I've been watching lately. Not too much. Um, I guess I did rewatch Clueless and You've Got Mail with my roommate the other night. They were both fun. Ugh, God, hitting me with the 90s nostalgia there. At one point when we were watching Clueless, I saw this, like, old school bag of Doritos and I, like, freaked out. (laughs) Uh, I was like, oh my gosh, the old Doritos! So, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting to be old. So, anyway, I'll check in with you guys next time about something probably mandalorian but who knows but uh until then hope y'all take care and i'll talk to you soon bye
0: well of course zach is wrong in his opinion and i don't even know what corinne's talking about (laughs) (laughs) i didn't listen um (laughs) so uh next week brad we're seeing creed 3 yes we are to cap off a trilogy um stay tuned soon because we're gonna uh Announced when we're going to do film explosion 83 um, don't know when that's going to be able to <laughs> fit in but there's a lot of movies coming out next month um,
2: yeah it's a uh, straight into May it's a uh, non-stop uh, bangers so
0: so we'll have to figure something out um, but as always thanks for listening and see you at the movies bye well, a
1: real nerd knows you shot a real
0: Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bolognium for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.